please leave that as the intro. <laughs> oh my god. I yeah. wish the camera was on this side just to see your genuine, like, your eyes went boom and your mouth went, <laughs> like, you were like, Hi, I'm Claire, and this is the Midnight Memo. And I'm Kristen. Thank you for joining us. This is where we get to share in all of our late night chats, late like night thoughts. <laughs> we talk about our trauma. Yeah, we talk about our trauma, so come join. Love that. Yeah. And do you like talking about your trauma, or do you like listening about other people's trauma? Come join. Yeah. Come hang out. <laughs> it's a good time over here. Can you tell? How we were talking about Charlie Puth last week. I watched an interview of him today, and he was yeah. like, yeah talking through the music i guess oh his latest album and he was like oh so i did this part where it sounds like this and he just starts like doing it and i'm like <laughs> i'm like sorry and then he like like true i mean like yeah you see other acapella and like beatboxes but that's like their whole identity right yeah. so you're like that's impressive mm. but he like just whipped it out like a party trick in this interview where he's like and then i did it and i'm like what? So you, so you can, uh, you have perfect pitch on everything. Just random acapella beatboxer and a good singer. Like what? Yeah. I just remember when our friend Riley was talking about the acapella group in college that she was running auditions. Oh my God. Yes. I was like, let me be be your beatboxer. (laughs) I still. Untapped energy right here. I still like wish you did it. I kept waiting for you to like audition, even if it was as a meme, like especially when it came our senior year. I really thought you were gonna just audition for the shits and gigs. Just like, walk in. Yeah, like just you have nothing to lose other than making Riley piss her pants and laughing. Like you had nothing to lose. I could have done like the Nick Miller thing where um just put the sunglasses on and a baseball cap, completely different person. <laughs> what goes, do you mean? I'm Pepperwood. <laughs> yeah. I'm my name's like, Julius Pepperwood. <laughs> I'm from Boston. I'm Julius Pepperwood. <laughs> if Clark Kent can put on a pair of glasses and a tie and suddenly be a different person. That's so true. Right? What should my fake last name be? Your last name backwards? Manron. Manron. Sarah Manron. Sarah Manron. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sounds like moron. <laughs> <laughs> it does. You're so... You're so kind of funny I'll just change it to moron and see what happens. I'm Sarah Moron. <laughs> Can you imagine people's faces when you have to tell them that too? Like they they have to try not to have a reaction. And yeah. I feel like trying to watch someone not react is hilarious. Yeah. But it's like Whitney Cummings, the a comedian. Oh, She's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. growing up with the last name Cummings, you have <laughs> some trauma. <laughs> That's so fair. Yeah. That's it always so makes me wonder. I'm like, well... Do people change their name because of, like, the last name they have? Because I remember I had a English teacher, I think third or fourth grade, um, and her last name was Wieners. Oh, and so all, so like, funny. obviously, yeah. all the third and, and fourth graders, mm-hmm. yeah, they're just like, Wieners, and, like, whatever. But, yeah, I wonder if people will change their name because they don't like it. Oh, when I was a little kid, I definitely thought about it. Yeah. Because, like, okay, my dad worked for a large hamburger food chain that mm-hmm. i cannot say well i could say but i just don't want to it's okay we don't have to say <laughs> large food chain uh burger food chain and my last name's burgett like we're only a couple letters short from mm. so it was always like kristen burger kristen burger man like oh are you gonna flip burgers for your son? like it was a whole 
traumatized. I understand being traumatized by your last name. So I debated it as a child, but like, hey, now it's my Instagram handle and I'm going to run with it. So fuck it. Lean into it. Exactly. I was like, by the time I hit high school, I would. And okay, it was even worse. Like it had like a little rebirth in high school because I also started working for that fast food chain because I was 16 and needed a job. Mm. So even more so people were like, oh my God. And I was like, fuck, you know what? Fuck you bitches. Let's go for it. Yeah. (laughs) Full lean into it. Like my. Now, now what? Yeah, I'm like, what are you going to do? Like, <laughs> truly, what are you going to do that I have not heard in my entire life? Yeah. So. Fair. Yeah, I think the only weirdness my name gave was the fact that it's a very white name. And so when... <laughs> Both your names are very white and they do not... <laughs> yeah. So roll call, I never got the ethnic pause that a lot of the <laughs> names have. Oh my God. Dude, I got the ethnic pause. Really? <laughs> Do you know how many people trip up on the G in my last name? Oh, yeah, like Bridget, yeah. Bridgette, Bridget, yeah, Bridget, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, mine was just like Claire Norman. Then when I, I raised my hand, like present, there was like, a double T. <laughs> okay, <laughs> did I ever tell you our freshman, my freshman roommate? So <laughs> when we're meeting each other, blah, 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 we're telling each other um, impressions of each other. And <laughs> I'm used to getting, oh, I thought you were a bitch when I first met you. Mm -hmm. But she's like, when I first read your name, I really thought you were going to be a white, blonde haired blue eyed bitch. And I was like, that's a new one. Descriptive. (laughs) Very descriptive. Yeah. We love that. It does. It does. Kristen does give off that vibe. Yeah. I understand. Your middle name also gives off those vibes. My entire name is white. My mom really wanted, she was part of that wave of like, I want to give you a white name so you look white passing. And when you give resumes, like then your people don't try to discriminate you because you're already a woman. Mm. but i'm like ma now we pass the way (laughs) see i relate to this (laughs) like when you first read claire norman it's like middle-aged accountant working somewhere in a cubicle like that's what it gives off especially with your middle name too yeah yeah but no it's me hi (laughs) it's me (laughs) okay like speaking of white passing names Mm -hmm. and stuff like that good segues yeah yeah we want to talk tonight about growing up in a white household versus growing up in an asian household so for (laughs) those yes (laughs) for those who don't know or are new to the channel um i am adopted so i grew up with a white family and a white household (laughs) and kristen did not did not (laughs) I'm very mixed though. So growing up in Hawaii, my household easily took a Japanese route for a lot of things, but also mixed in general because Hawaii, the melting pot of cultures, right? So mm-hmm. Asian inspired, little dabbling. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And so we like over the years that we've known each other, I think we've also <laughs> realized that there are such nuances to how our households were run. Yeah. And even growing up in San Diego, I had a lot of other friends who grew up in Asian households. Yeah. So it's not like you don't like, it's not like your whole compass has been like growing up in a white household. Right. I think like you have like the, the breadth of scope of like, this is my immediate household, but I also understand how other households like interact and like exist. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was growing up um, in my neighborhood, there was a, another Asian family, a little Chinese boy that I would like play with all mm-hmm. the time. And like when I, whenever I went over his house, like immediately the shoes came off, yep. like no shoes in the vicinity. Like if mm. I see shoes on your feet, you will be thrown out of this house. Mm-hmm. And I mean, their carpet was immaculate. Oh, so I was like, okay, 
yeah <laughs> the math is mathing yeah like, i get on. it i get it i'll walk around in my socks that's fine yeah um but then in my household like shoes were fine like totally fine okay are shoes fine or are they like expected like say the little chinese boy comes over to your house now mm-hmm. and if he takes off his shoes because or i guess yeah if i were to approach someone's house and i see that they have their shoes on i would be met with which actually happened the first few times I went over to like someone's house on the mainland. Yeah. I was like, what do I do? <laughs> like the first time I went over to someone's house on the mainland. Cause I was like, I need to take off my, like I'm going to twitch if I don't take my shoes off entering someone else's house, but everyone else has their shoes on. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, I have, I should, I have to, because everyone else's. And like, I also don't want my socks touching like where your outside shoes have been. Like, that's disgusting. Oh, interesting. Think about it that way. Because it's like, even if I take off my shoes and then everyone else has their shoes on. Okay, now I'm comfortable because my shoes are off. Everyone else is comfortable because that's what they're used to. Mm -hmm. But then now my socks are touching where your, the outside of your shoes have been. And then I'm going to put it inside my shoe. (gasps) No. Hmm. I hadn't thought about it. So like, if the Asian boy were, if the Chinese boy were to come to your house and he took off his shoes. Would you think to take off your shoes or would you still keep on your shoes? And now you have a double standard existing in your house. I think I would probably, I probably kept my shoes on, but like if it made him comfortable to take his shoes off as like a respect thing, yeah, go for it. Yeah. So you would but just it, do both. Yeah. But it was never um, like a requirement for my house. Right. Dude, when I was a kid and I found out that people wore their shoes on the mainland, I flipped. I was like, what in the white people shit is this? I was like, no, they don't. My parents were like, yeah, white people wear their shoes inside. And I was like, they wear their outside shoes inside. They do. Why? And they were like, I don't know. They don't think it's weird. And I'm like, you walk out there. Yeah. And then you come to your home. And don't you want to feel like clean and safe? But you bring the outdoor there into your... No. Yeah. It's similar to pajamas, I think. Like, I... Mm, Yeah, people have mixed emotions about pajamas. Yeah, like, I think... I've always grown up, don't go to sleep in what you wore that day. Yeah. And so I would always come home, change into my pajamas, whatever it would be before going to bed. Yeah. But there are a lot of people who are just like, oh, like, I'll just keep on my undershirt and go to bed. And Mm. I'm like, isn't that kind of like if you're if it you're kind of sweating throughout the day or Mm. like it's dirty, like, yeah, just change your shirt. Yeah. I've also seen people go as far as, um don't even sit with like if you're wearing outside clothes whatever you're wearing that day and like say i were to go over to your house mm-hmm. and we're hanging out in your room whatever mm-hmm. the shoes are off and i go to sit <laughs> shoes off the yeah. shoes are off and then i go sit on your bed but i'm wearing my outside clothes like some people will like flip out on that interesting okay or some i've also seen like okay the line of like okay if you have your outside clothes you have to stay outside of the bed like don't go under the covers sort of a deal interesting which that one i definitely understand i get that because it's like you could have they're dirty yeah whatever don't want to bring it inside the bed for sure yeah. but i have seen people like if it, you're wearing your outside clothes and you get on the, like your bed is made usually if you're getting if you're going to sleep and you're going to bed you're not going to be on the outside of your sheets usually so yeah. like at least if you're wearing your outside clothes and you're on the outside of the bed it's okay but i've also seen people of like any do not come on my bed even the outside of my bed with my bed stop <laughs> did you guys hear that no don't spicy 
Okay, never mind. Move on. <laughs> okay. It's okay. Finish your point. I did. I was being immature. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was being a child. <laughs> I don't even remember. What was I? Yeah, just basically don't be on the outside of the bed with outside clothes. Like, even that was, like, big no-no. Like, mm-hmm. don't even come on. Don't even exist on my bed. <laughs> Hello, if you're hearing this, that means we have found a break in our trains of thought. I know, kind of crazy, like our podcast isn't chaotic or something like that. (laughs) Anyway, this week we have a sponsor for this episode, and our sponsor is Newsly. And you're probably wondering, what is Newsly? Well, Newsly is an all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android. It picks up the most trending articles on the web on topics you choose at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time, the entire web becomes listenable all in one place. So you can stop scrolling and start listening. You can follow any topic as specific as you'd want from sports to business to Bitcoin, or even the Kardashians. And they have podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 80 countries. Our podcast, The Midnight Memo, will be there too. Make sure to check them out. Download and use Newsly for free now from www.newsly.me or from the link we have down in our description. You can also use the promo code TMM for one month of free premium subscription. That is right. So make sure to go check us out on the Newsly app. You will not regret it. And now back to the podcast. Well, we also talked about home, like when you brought home lunch in elementary school. Yes. Most of my home lunches were very similar to like, actually, no, I had a revert. Okay. Again, because I grew up in a like mixed household. I had the inverse reaction of I was very white compared to my counterparts. Mm, Okay. Or I was the white Asian, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, I was very, there were like different ethnic pockets. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And like growing up, there were like the Filipinos and they were like just Japanese, just Chinese, just Korean, Um, a little bit of mix. But then if they were, they were like two things, unless they were like part Hawaiian, then they were like 17 million things plus Hawaiian. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I just had like, I wasn't mixed enough to be like super mixed and be Hawaiian mixed, Mm. but I also wasn't just one ethnicity max two. So I had this really weird thing and I didn't fit in with the white kids because like they were just like obvious, like military moved in like blatantly white, blatantly white from the mainland. Like, yeah, fresh off the plane. I don't know. I don't know. Fop? Yeah. (laughs) Hashtag fop. Fop? No one's doing boats no more. Come yeah. On. Guys, we're flipping the script. We're flipping the script. I mean, that's what it was like there. Like, yeah. White people are the minority where I grew up. Man. I love that. Yeah, it was weird. So then coming here, I was like, Man. going from Hawaii to Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Gurf. Yeah. Did I tell you that, like, everyone in my family, like, warned me that, like, they're going to think you're Mexican? And I was like, no, they're not. Listen, yeah, my mom <laughs> said the same thing. And, like, I mean, San Diego is pretty mixed very um there's like there's a lot of latin like influence there too yeah and my mom's like you're going to an area where you're probably gonna meet people who have never met an asian person before and i was like girl 
You're like, there's girl, no- please. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? And I was like, oh, joking around. I'm like, I literally my whole family is white. Like, I'm used to it. Like, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was insane. There were. Yeah, there's your family white, and then there's like white, white. <laughs> yeah. There were some interesting uh, situations. Yeah. In Washington, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, especially farther inland, Washington, yes. than where. We are in the city. Yeah. But, but yeah, so I had like had this weird division where like I did see a lot of people having like, yeah, maybe their whatever their culture food is like they were having like their home food, like whatever that means for them. Then you would also have, uh, you know, the white people have their sandwiches, whatever. <laughs> it's always a sandwich. <laughs> and then. Um, with the wonder bread or the people who are like local kind of mixed plate like me would always want spam with the bees like that was like girl the, i love those dude yeah spam with the was always the, okay again with me being a fucking weird picky eater i hated spam growing up <gasps> yeah blast i know i know Guys, i know voter off the island dude like baby you're so stupid <laughs> <laughs> i hate that i need to find a sound effect but yeah, like, as a kid, I had almost, like, an inverse, like, moment of, like, if I'm gonna be so mixed, maybe the white people will accept me. Bro, it was, like, inverse of, like, how, like, Asian people want to be accepted by the whites, like, but, like, mm-hmm. in the, I don't know, it was a whole thing. I wanted to go to the mainland. I don't know what was going on. Different type of identity yes. crisis. Crises? Crises. Um, so, yeah, I would have, what did I even have? My mom would still make me, like, local lunches, but they would be, like, more, like, mixed plate, low-key almost like a whitewash dish but not really it was mm-hmm. usually like i always had or not always but like the most common one <laughs> because i was a picky eater my mom would make me uh like little bento boxes so i'd have like a little musubi That's so cute yeah like little um musubis but they had to be just the rice musubi and they had to be in triangles because i don't know why i really liked it that way <laughs> they are pretty cute in triangle form and i didn't really like nori so she would just put like the tiny like if anything a little like nori strip but like usually it was like literally just a rice ball what's keeping the rice ball together my mom's good salt <laughs> hint salt <laughs> A lot of fucking salt. Yeah, the white people don't know what that is. Yeah, Mm-mm. guys, it's she would make. It's spice. a spice. <laughs> Not even a seasoning. It's a spice. Some people salt is spicy to some people. I was gonna say you try some chicken. Is there salt in this? Too spicy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you put if you put if you make like good jasmine rice and you make it sticky and you put salt on your hand mm-hmm. and then you like compress it, you can make. A rice ball that holds mm. itself together. And it tastes dank because there's salt in it. Tea. So, like, <laughs> so like, rice is keeping it together better than me. Ex- Moment of silence for that. Moment of silence for our mental health. I'm, I'm going to give you a second. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so Kristen had that. And then like little hot dogs. Please. If anything, my mom oh, made yeah. me like a little. You like the chip. little Vienna sausages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I liked Vienna sausages as a kid, so yeah, like Vienna sausage or like literally like a regular hot dog that you would get from the store. Mm-hmm. Oh, another weird thing from Hawaii is like I don't know what they're re- really called, but like red hot dogs. I found out that was just a Hawaii thing. How are they different from regular hot dogs? They taste a little bit different. I don't know how to describe it. Apparently, it's like a brand. I just found this out like recently from my cousin. Oh wait, it's a so it's not like an actual. It's red a reg, it's a regular hot dog? hot dog, and it's like bright red, like that color. 
and it's like a thing so sometimes you can whenever you get a hot dog or like something you can get a regular hot dog or you can get a red hot dog for e like everything is like that what yeah so i never liked the red hot dogs i'd get like mad if my mom gave me a red hot dog that's so strange i didn't know that. but was apparently that was like specifically a hawaii thing yeah whoa they're like red red yeah i'll insert a picture on the screen so everyone can view it yeah i don't feel like i don't want to share mine <laughs> mine was like a bag of carrots <laughs> and like a squished sandwich because it would just throw it in the same bag as all my books and i was like well now it's all squished wait you didn't even put your lunch in like a different bag no did people i was... do that for you like did you guys have like literal lunch boxes no so Tea. there was i know a lot of my friends would either so all my white friends we're gonna separate the groups here <laughs> there's two groups yeah so me growing up in a white household i think it was half the time i would make snacks and never like an actual like okay. meal lunch mm -hmm. i would just have like a couple of I don't know bag of chips some carrots like just snacks to get me uh through the day to accumulate to be a meal yeah okay. and like maybe i'll bring a dollar to get like a bag of chips during one of our breaks okay um oh, yeah, like you could buy food at your school yeah right? weird yeah it's Not really a thing so yeah the high school that i went to or even the middle school and i don't I know elementary, elementary school was different but in middle school and high school we had outdoor campuses. We didn't have indoor campuses because we were down in Southern California. Not much the, need. Yeah. Weather mild. Yeah. Like if it was people freaked out if it sprinkled outside. I was you know? going to say, if anything, you have to worry about not even rain. Yeah. Like, but a sprinkle. Yeah. And so we would have these carts parked around our campus or quad areas that would either be snack carts where you could get like a Gatorade and a bag of chips or you would go to the actual lunch lines where you would get like sandwiches, pizza, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I never really still sounds like dope lunch, like sandwiches or pizzas for lunch. Like that's kind of sick. It in theory it sounds nice, but a lot of the times the pizzas would just taste or look like cardboard, mm. and so like a lot of these kids would paid like however four dollars for the slice of pizza and i was like i don't want that yeah and then once you got to junior and senior year you could go off campus for lunch so a yeah. lot of people did that instead yeah. um but yeah i was kind of like you where i was like i'm picky and so whenever my mom made sandwiches the white person lunch of, <laughs> of choice um i mean like i get it it's eat like easy you always need bread and you can you know, you can mix and match. You can change it up every yeah. once in a while. So, like, I get it. I get the ease. And it's it's right there. I yeah. understand. I get it, too. Except I hate sandwiches. So Do you hate them really... now? Because, you, like... I've never been a fan of sandwiches. Okay. Even when I was younger. And I felt... I honestly felt bad when my mom mm -hmm. would make them for me. Because I'm like, I'm really not going to eat it. Yeah. Um. So, I think that's why I ended up just making, like, a bunch of snacks rather than having a full meal. But, mm -hmm. yeah, all, all of my This friends... explains so much. Because that holds true now claire like will not very often not eat meals or like you forget you either forget or like you'll choose not to because you're like i'm hungry literally now so you just keep snacking and then it's like oh it's time for a meal and then you're like i'm not hungry because yeah. i've literally eaten the equivalent <laughs> of a meal in snacks over the last like four hours yes leading up to this meal that i knew about mm -hmm. this, how, exp how this explains be. so much <laughs> like i knew this about you but like 
it's like when you go to therapy you know it's like oh i knew you were like that but like now we know why you're like that yeah kind of or i knew that but now hearing it from someone else yeah it's just confirmed (laughs) i was hoping you'd tell me something different but alas we're just saying the same thing (laughs) yeah um yeah so that was like all my white friends had their sandwiches right or they would get pizza from the line but then there was it was similar to your school where there were groups of different yeah. ethnicities that would hang out together yeah and i i mean i was like in the middle of a couple yeah and there were all the asians would take up this one hallway in our school <gasps> for lunch Interesting. so that yeah they Tell like monopolized this one hallway and people who were not familiar with the Asian culture, they'd be like, this always smells weird. Oh, like, fuck off. Right? And I was like, you don't go to like where all the Hispanic and Latino people are and be like, this smells weird. Like, yeah. why are you doing that to Asian people? I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to like think of, you know, the, sm- the spices and things that go usually with like Asian cooking versus like Latin co- cooking. They're I both think- pretty... They're fragrant. Fragrant, but... I think it was mostly, like, the use of probably, like, fish sauce or, like, something like that. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like usually for Latin, it's, like, more the meat smell comes out more than it usually, right? Yeah. Whereas, yeah, Asian, it might be fish sauce or, like, other... Yeah. Or maybe even, like, oil... Yeah, vinegars are Mm -hmm. very common in it. So, yeah, that has a smell, so... Okay. Yeah, I yeah, mean, well, like, no white person's definitely... gonna turn down meat smells, but like maybe vinegar or something else. Yeah, it was Seasonings. so annoying. Though. <laughs> the seasonings, the salt, the salt. <laughs> yeah, it was so annoying because I was like, now all all these people too now are like, let's go to Korean barbecue, let's go to get sushi and like yeah. all this shit. And I'm like, remember the time in high school where you're like, that's disgusting. Stop. But I remember I had. All, all my Asian friends, they would have these, like, amazing lunches yeah, all the time. Detailed. Yeah, whether it be, like, rice bowls or, like, soups or ramens or, like, noodles of some sort. And I was like, that just looks so good. Dude, that does sound... That sounds a freaking dang. Right? But then I would have those Asian friends be like, I'm so embarrassed to have this lunch yeah. because of the people who are like, it smells Making weird. At or, like, yeah, it just being, like, so out of the ordinary for, like the mainstream white people to be seeing yeah. and i'm like no like don't be embarrassed but like it's easy for me to say i, I didn't have to yeah. have that every day yeah but i was always yeah jealous of the friends who grew up in asian households who would have parents who would like cook these intricate meals every single night mm-hmm. and i'm like that's so cool to have yeah. that and grow up with that it's like, very sweet i hope that you look back on it now and be like that's so cool that i grew up with that yeah i think most people do at yeah. least like people that i know who like have had to deal with that they there was okay so i went to this summer school and one girl she let me try her this like noodle soup but it was like okay. you had the broth and then you would dip the noodles into the broth oh okay and i was like i've never seen that before yeah and she was like oh do you want to try it and i was like sure like that would be awesome and i was like oh my god this is so good like i was raving about it and then the next day her mom had packed her an extra lunch for me and i was like (sighs) (laughs) okay so in asian households to like tldr bottom line this for y'all like asian households there's five love languages 
But in an Asian household, there's a sixth that's called food. <laughs> that's so true. Right? I've heard that. Yeah. Every Asian household, that's how they show your love. Like, food cooking for you. Like, if I'm... Like, the best way to show your love in an Asian household is to feed. Like, <laughs> if I can feed you. Yeah. I love that. And I think I hold that from my mom. I'm like, as soon as people come over, I'm like, what do you want to eat? What do you want to drink? Like, yeah. I, oh, I'm I not think hungry. That's, ho- that's we'll ho- only make you one serving. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like, even if you weren't planning, you can go over to someone's house, like, in between meals to try to, like, avoid trying to guilt them into this obligation that you're not putting on them, but it's just, like, culturally, it's an obligation to, like, feed you. Mm-hmm. But they will still be like, oh, shit, it's midday. I need to cook <laughs> you a meal. Stay right where you are. Yeah, and you better Did fuck- you wear loose pants? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you better fuck. I don't care if you're not hungry. Like, make a small serving. Like, you have to fucking eat. It's just rude if you don't. Yeah. Oh, what about... I don't know if how it differs between Asian and white households, but the emphasis on getting good grades, bro. T- <sighs> I'm sure I'm sure you all have heard that um, in an Asian household, the B is the first F, <laughs> and that's so true. <laughs> in the words of Abby Lee Miller, second is the first loser on the stage. Yeah, fuck yeah. In, so as I got farther and farther in school, when I started taking academics very seriously, I suddenly found myself stereotypically surrounded by only Asian friends. <laughs> and that is partly because most of my, I would say like 90% of my school was type of Asian and other part of that is just some stereotypes are real. <laughs> so. Yeah, like I heard about tiger parents a lot from my other Asian friends growing up. Dude, I never heard that term until you told me about it. Really? Yeah. Like, Interesting. Never. I don't actually don't know where it's derived from. But yeah, it was always like, oh, I have such tiger parents. Like, Dude, I need to get A's on everything. I need to take six AP classes um, or... I think they're called like something else for different school districts, but like Mm -hmm. the, the advanced classes. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, my mom never forced me to do that. And I was like talking to my other white friends yeah, and it was never emphasized really for their, from their parents either. Yeah. So dude, I don't know how much, and I've thought about this more in recent years because was it, I think, did I get in a fight with my dad? I don't remember. But we're like rehashing my like childhood. Uh-huh. And he's like, I never pressured you to get A's. Think about it. Like I never really, <clears throat> yeah, I wanted you to get good grades. And now I'm going to expose my father as a briber. Dun, so dun, dun. Um, I was never paid f- allowance, which is also another thing. I know white people. Well, <gasps> Wait, I don't even know white people. I don't know. I don't think I have friends. Do my friends get allowances? A couple of them did actually. So I don't oh. know how much of that is cultural or just mm-hmm. like. But I would say majority of my friends didn't get allowances. Interesting. You were just, like, expected to do your shit. Like, you help out. Like, you fucking live here. You help out. Yeah. um, But, yeah, so I didn't get allowance. But my dad and I struck up a deal where he's like, I will pay you for every A you get. Oh. You get. How much did you get? So I think A's were $10. A's were $10. B's were 5 bucks. C's nothing were even Steven. D's I owe him five dollars. And F I better pray to fucking God. I think that was the scale. F was for fucking God. Yeah. I think that was the scale. But so uh I was out taking six classes at a time. So I would technically when I get all A's, I was I would have gotten sixty bucks, but he would mm. just round it up to a hundred every time. He's mm. like, You 
went at above and beyond sure yeah like round up interesting i don't know how we round 60 to 100 but like i'm not gonna complain i got 100 every quarter so like sir did you get a in math (laughs) (laughs) my dad almost got a perfect on his math sats bro (laughs) he i think he got 10 points down dang that's perfect yeah what a winter brown anyways so yeah i got that was the one thing i got paid for so that was he's like yeah i paid you as a motivator for sure but like you're the one who set up yourself that Apparently, when I was, like, in middle school, I think I told him, like, sixth grade, mm-hmm. one of my cousins graduated valedictorian. And mm-hmm. I was like, what's that? And my dad told him, like, he's like, you know, it's get when you get the highest grade point average is when you get all A's. Mm-hmm. Like, was the simplest way he explained it to me. And I was like, I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. So I've been very determined and stubborn. And then somehow I, like, convoluted that into my dad's giving me pressure when he gave me money. Which is like, like, yeah, I bribed you, but, like, I didn't make you where i was like you need to get all a's i think he kind of did like he definitely did put a lot of like pressure on me Mm -hmm. but i guess like yeah in some ways he never overtly said it so it's like one of those weird like we need to talk i don't know yeah it was there but it wasn't it was like a pressure you put on yourself eventually yeah Yeah. exactly and then on top of that because i had a lot of friends who were also very academically inclined it became more of a competition amongst Mm -hmm. us yeah and that makes sense it was less like and I don't know how much of them, like my other friends who were, yeah, usually Asian, com- all of us competing for grades or whatever. I'm trying to recall those conversations where we'd be like, oh, what'd you get on this? T- nah, 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 nah. Yeah. And how often those conversations revolved around like, oh, my parents are going to fucking kill me. Yeah. Rather than like, oh, I got to fucking be like, oh my God, this is the worst thing ever. Yeah. Probably a little bit, but I think it was a very shaky line of like yes there was parent parental pressure but there was also a lot of pressure from us amongst each other to be like Mm. i need to do better yeah interesting okay so yeah a little bit i think there's definitely that stereotype definitely and if i talked with like some of my friends parents for sure like they have had that i had another friend uh well i wouldn't really call her friend now thought she was my friend back in high school Uh that's a whole nother thing where yeah her parents were like vicious on her to get all a's and she she's a smart she was a smart girl mm-hmm. but she was like they had ridiculous standards of her truthfully yeah and she was doing her best but also school wasn't that important blah, 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 whatever yeah but she was still doing pretty good like she'd be getting a's and b's but they would like like ti- yeah like tiger mom her like yeah. if she wasn't getting a's and then unfortunately for her which is why i think we didn't ended up not being like she was very passive aggressive petty with me i have a lot of trauma around that like how she treated me yeah just in general how they molded a lot of my friendships because of that and she had a lot of tension towards me because her parents kept pitting her against me or sorry me against her okay yes i had that happen to me as well really yeah Yeah, like so i would go over we'd hang out whatever and happen that we hang out and her parents find out that we got grades that day or whatever yeah and they would be like what did you get and find out she gets a b and they are like on her ass about it and i'm like i want to leave but i can't just like run out of their house yeah i want to leave i don't want to be part of this conversation and then they turn to me and they're like chris what did you get and i i got all a's Mm -hmm. you know like whatever and then even more so now they're leaning in on her and they're they're like oh look Chrissy can get all A's why can't you get A's and it's like we're different now we know like we're different people we know that right but like 
back then you're just like i don't know yeah exactly yeah so that God. was that was aggressive that's the first thing i think of when you say tiger mom yeah my parents weren't like that nearly yeah i think i had a lot of friends who are um asian friends with who come from asian households um and their parents were always very hard on them yeah um they needed to get all a's again they needed to take all six ap classes they needed to um be the best of the best and everything they needed to also you know be involved with like some sort of musical instrument yeah okay my mom had a stereotype for that (laughs) Fuck, dude. I what, my- was, it, was it the piano or the violin? Uh, it was the violin. You were correct. One point. Plus one for player. <laughs> you are correct. It was the violin. <laughs> but my rebellious ass. So my mom was like, you're going to join the orchestra. And I was like, the fuck I am. So she's like, fine, you'll join the band. And I was like, the fuck I am. She still put me in band. And then she's like, okay, if you're going to be in band, learn the flute. And I was like, the fuck I am. <laughs> you're like, watch this action, cowbell. <laughs> no, literally, that's what I did. I joined percussion. <laughs> blow an instrument fuck that <laughs> here's a drum <laughs> minimal effort my friend yeah so that was my That's re- so funny i was like <laughs> she'd be like you're gonna do this and i'm like no we compromise you're gonna do this no so yeah, yeah that was that was my mom's asian flare-up <laughs> this is how her asian manifested no literally she was my mom was like very she tried to play the middle ground, but she would have these moments that were very stereotypical, like Filipino mom. Like, mm-hmm. you are gonna play the violin. Did she want you to be a nurse? Yeah, she wanted me to be a fucking doctor. And Guys, guess what? I know some stereotypes. Claire about knows Asians. the stereotypes. Yeah, and she wanted me to be a doctor so fucking bad. And when you get all A's, she was like, "You're so smart. You can be a doctor." I was like, "No, I can't. I fucking hate the sight of blood. I almost passed out getting my blood drawn last week." <laughs> No, I fucking can't. I hate yeah. the sight of needles. I don't like being around sick people. I like get anxious as hell every time she would take me to the doctors. And you want that to be my fucking livelihood? Yeah. And she's like, it's okay. You can be a doctor. And I'm like, <laughs> what? But okay. In high school, my mom never put pressure on me to get like good grades in high school. Mm. Um, I put the pressure on myself. Like, I turned into a tiger kid where I was like, Intrigue. I need to get good was that grades. Due to, like, yeah, like your friend groups and like. I think it about. did because, I mean, like, most of my close friends, even though they weren't Asian, I think we all kind of ended up in this a similar boat where our parents wouldn't put pressure on us to get good grades. We would put pressure on ourselves. Yeah because we wanted to do well. So, like, my best friend Rachel, she's very white. <laughs> um, uh, Caitlin, Kristen, a different Kristen. Spelled um, the same, different. Same. Nice! Yes. There's not enough of Kristen's with an E! Oh, Kristen's with an E! Wherever you are out there, Kristen with an E, love you, girl. Anyways. Yeah. Um, they were all white. Like I think I, my close friend group, they were mostly white. Um, and none of their parents... Interesting. <laughs> interesting. I know. What a twist. Um... And none of their parents were the ones to put pressure. It was all us, like, just wanting to do well. So, um, and we all did. We all ended up doing really well in school. Um, But, yeah, I think I more leaned into the, because of my friend group, I also was inspired to do well or do my best um, in classes. And my mom was a hippie growing up. Yeah. And so she was like, I literally can't get mad at you if you Mm -hmm. get a bad grade because I, like, 
I was a wild child. I didn't really focus. That wasn't my main focus anyway. Yeah. So I can't lecture you for something I didn't do myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know? My dad says that a lot nowadays. And I'm just like, mm. and especially now that we have an adult relationship and I know some yeah. more things now, I'm like, yeah, you were bordering on hypocritical back <laughs> on certain things. Yeah. <laughs> now that I have context. <laughs> Remember that time where you did something that you told me not to do? Yeah. It was weird because I feel like, actually, now that we talked through that, and I feel like my Asian friends <laughs> who were already doing well were like, yeah, like tiger kidding themselves. Like, yeah, there's pressure from your parents and there's mm-hmm. still probably a little bit of tiger parent influence, but yeah. it was more driven of tiger kidness whereas my friends who were not doing as well um would have like yeah real tiger parent fear of yeah they would write to me and they're like my mom's gonna kill me because of this grade and i'm like i don't know how to react yeah <laughs> you know like, like I, I i'm like mm, but also like i need to go do my shit <laughs> yeah yeah it's very interesting there was one girl i remember so when we took the sats and acts mm-hmm. for the max score on the sat was 2400 and okay, i think yeah. it used to be a few years before we were in high school it was like a different like 1600 or something yeah, yeah. but because now they included writing or something before it was yeah. just reading and math and now then they added a third one i don't know how much before we got to high school but that was why there was the change yeah yeah, and so there was a girl who um, was super smart, like, yeah, sure. and she got a 2360 on the SAT. Can you fucking imagine? And she was upset. Like, I was like, first of all, don't talk to me. No, literally. My dad's but, upset that he got 10 off of perfect for his fucking math SAT way back in the day. Yeah. Like, this is a grown man in his 60s. That is still... <laughs> That will How do be, you hold a grudge? <laughs> that will be slightly bitter that he only got a 790 instead of 800 on the math SATs. Yeah. From like when when would he would have taken this? In the 80s? Yeah. 70s? In the 70s. Oh my goodness. SATs, ugh, standardized testing in general is such bullshit. Yeah. But um, different, different high horse, my gal. Different high horse. Yeah. So that was super weird. But, like, that was the extent of some of the curls in my school. And for the valedictorian thing, we... <laughs> okay, our school did it stupid. Anyways, go go yours. Yeah, we were not allowed to have a valedictorian because there were... Yeah, there were so many kids who had a 4.0 or 5.0 weighted GPA yep. that... Um, they were just like, well, we can't have like however many valedictorians, so we're just not going to have one. But then uh, there were stories of, I think it was like three different Asian parents, or pairs of Asian parents, yeah. went into the principal and started complaining and like fighting for their kid to be the valedictorian because they like needed that um, label or whatever on the resumes for like colleges and oh, stuff. I and I was like, the label shouldn't dictate where your kid goes. I mean, like, I think they're... the college. I mean, now knowing we've gone through the college application <clears throat> process, right? Like, they look more. I feel like they would have looked more at the weighted GPA than like the technical label of. That's what I'm saying. It, but yeah. I, knowing that now, right? Like, our school did the opposite of what yours did. Is anyone who had over a 4.0 was declared a valedictorian? What? So I was. About- was that weighted or unweighted? Um, 
I think over 4.0 weighted. Okay. So yeah, a lot of people with the weighted GPA, it's on well, a I'm a valedictorian. Yeah, on a scale of five. So yeah, I think my so my year was the one where I think we had the most valedictorians. I think we had forty. Whoa. Forty two. Something like that. What was your graduating class size? Six hundred seventy something. Okay. Yeah. So like a good portion. Like I'm telling you, the people I hung out with, almost all of us got valedictorian. Yeah. Uh, most of the people I hung out with academically. Um got valedictorian so i am was valedictorian technically um so yeah i think my ranking on it was like three out of 600 something technically because there were so many valedictorians Mm -hmm. and then so yeah when they had to read off your thing at your graduation so it's a valedictorian so it's a valedictorian so like that's crazy 42 of those names i don't remember what it was but it was an astronaut like more than 20 like yeah. i don't remember how many completely and i'm pretty sure we were like the largest one so the year after us they were like done it's just the, <laughs> it's only the top gpa yeah so that got real competitive with people real quick yeah and especially they didn't imagine. tell them it was after i had graduated so yeah. it was that se- those people's senior year that they get told that you know like i understand the scram if that's important to you or your tiger parent like the mad scramble in your senior year to try to yeah firmly grasp that title but yeah so yeah i was a valedictorian because that was our i got my goal told my dad i was gonna be at the ripe age of whatever how old are you in the sixth grade 10 i think i so i would have been nine if you're supposed to be 10 because i'm a child whatever you're you are in the sixth grade but at that ripe age i told my dad i was like i'm gonna be the valedictorian he's like you go do that sweetie and i did so mm -mm. so fuck your dreams (laughs) (laughs) always believe in yourself (laughs) this is now an inspirational talk (laughs) if you can believe it you can achieve it Ooh, not that cheesy (laughs) oh uh, fine i feel like there's so many other Things we could dive into. Yeah, I'm trying to think of another Asian household thing. We could do a part two. Yeah, we, this is easily something easily. we could keep bumping onto. I, I think we can do a part two because there are so many other aspects. There's a yeah of growing up in a white versus Asian household. Yeah, just scratch the surface on this. Yeah, honestly, if you guys have any suggestions or like have specific stereotypes that you in like. Growing up in a white household or an Asian household, let us know down in the comments. Mm-hmm. Would love to know because I I feel like I, I have a good what grasp. We missed. Yeah, too. Like yeah. what's I know there's other ones, but right now they're not clicking to the top of my head. But I'll probably think about it more later tonight, and then I'll be like, oh my god, we should talk about this in the part two. If you guys want, we'll make a part two. Yeah, sound off in the comments. If you don't want it, I feel like we'll also do it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> but like. I don't think this is going to deter us from it, but like, just want to know the urgency. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for watching this week's video. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. We got a laugh. I I did. I got a few. Yeah. One or two. Um, Remember to join us next week on Tuesday for some more late night chats. Or on Wednesday if you want an extended YouTube version. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, leave a comment down below, rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Mm-hmm. That would super help us out. <laughs> and follow us on our socials. That will be on the screen. 
Yes. Uh, anything else? No, I think you covered it. D. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for joining us. And like she said, we will see you next. You will see us next Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on your platform. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> it's the slow fade out for me. <laughs> <laughs>